0: So, Michelle.
1: You needed a big breath for that, didn't oh, you? It has been... It's a huge week. You look exhausted. I
0: am tired. I, bit, so I had to go and get a Christmas tree yesterday, and it's, you know, that, that, that takes a... Uh, Gotta have a live Christmas tree. It's my wife. She likes this.
1: I like a live Christmas tree Everyone too.
0: But you know, and then you get it and you put it in, and it's got that funny wonky shape to it. And you're like,
1: oh, no, I'm it. obsessive about getting the perfect Christmas tree.
0: Yeah, so is my wife. That's why I don't let her come with me. Now the thing is, <laughs> it's also been a monster week because there's been so much going on in the intelligence world. Yeah. Number one on the thing, and you brought it up with me in the car on the way here. ASIO have downgraded our terrorist threat profile.
1: I know, which is very interesting. I think it got a little bit of a little bit of media attention, but I don't think it's what everyone was talking about.
0: I, I, no, no, no. I did like the fact that the media attention was. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I nice. think like COVID kind of quashed terrorism. That's it
0: to a point, but it also comes down to what's going on in Syria, which mm. we will talk about because today I want to talk about get this, private intelligence and mercenaries. Oh. Right. Fun. Okay. It's it well Yes and no. But the other thing that's going on is with ASIO dropping that threat profile, with Mm. a lot of people going, but hang on, you're bringing back all the ISIS brides and they're all going to turn into terrorists. Um, Just a note for everybody out there listening, probably not. Yeah. They're probably just like going to go, thank God I'm home.
1: Yeah. They're probably like, oh my God, that was harder than expected. Yes,
0: I can finally buy a schnitty and relax. Yeah. Right, so there's that. Uh, But the other thing is ISIS is still in the news. As of we recording this, Neil Prakash, who was regarded as Australia's most dangerous ISIS member, flew into Australia, he's been arrested and he's going to go to trial for being a terrorist. Great. Mate, so busy, busy, busy. Busy terrorism um, stuff. But lots of terrorism stuff. And also, and this ties into what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm the Defence Department are currently having a big review, a big investigation into the possibility that RAAF pilots or ex-RAAF pilots are teaching the Chinese how to fly.
1: Yeah, I mean, thats that's been ongoing for a couple of weeks now. It's
0: a big story but it's also, again, Well, Are into, we going
1: to touch, touch that on that as well? I feel like that's a lot. No, no, no. It's,
0: it all fits together. It's, oh, like okay. a, it's like a crazy jigsaw puzzle that I cut out of a blanket made out of equipment.
1: quilt. The last thing I want to do is a jigsaw with you.
0: Get ready. It's going to go crazy in here.
1: You're listening to I Spy, the ruthless mercenary of Australian intelligence.
0: I have every secret the Australian government holds and I'm willing to give them to you the money.
1: I'm giving you anything. Oh come on. Nothing.
0: Oh, I can't tell you anyone. Anyway. I'm not a good mercenary.
1: listening to I Spy. My name's Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan. Now, we've got a lot to talk about. He, the, so much was unpacked in that intro that yep. even I don't have enough suitcases to pack it all nope. in. So, I don't know. Where do you want to start? I, I feel like you're sta- leading this. Okay.
0: I want to start with the fact that we've been doing war wrong for the last 200 years. Okay. We, we haven't actually been doing war the way most people through history have done war. Yeah. Because... Generally, we have what we call standing armies. Every Mm. country has an army, right? And because we have an army, we get to determine what's going on. We have Mm. our sovereignty and everyone, like army first, country first, and then everything else comes in behind. That's not how war's been done over history. Most of the time, war has been done by mercenaries.
1: Mm. You go out and hire somebody. Well, yeah, I mean that's where most of our ex-servicemen end Well, that's
0: up. a big point because mercenaries got a really bad rap thanks to Machiavelli, the Italian uh, statesman. Well, not statesman, public servant. Really. And isn't it
1: Blackwater? Don't they have a bad rap?
0: Blackwater have a bad rap but Blackwater don't exist anymore. Blackwater has now become Academy. Right. right? And it's actually – it's now a legit kind of thing. But because of what's going on in it's been happening for the last sort of 20 years – mercenaries are back in a big way.
1: Yeah, well, because we, I know we've spoken about this before because a lot of mercenaries, like Blackwater, well, ex-Blackwater, yeah. a lot of them don't fall under the same kind of rules and regulations that armies and countries fall well, they under, don't. They don't into have, rules of engagement.
0: Their rules of engagement are totally different. They don't have to follow the rules. Yes. Of, they don't even care about human rights.
1: I know. It's kind of like it's it falls under the radar.
0: Yeah, well, and that's why we like using mercenaries. Ninjas. When I say like, I mean why governments and we – Governments like using yes. mercenaries now because they can get away with a lot more,
1: and people are more expendable without body counts.
0: Well, exactly. Right, we have no body count; you don't have to worry about it. Countries at the moment are really timid about actually having their people die. Yeah, but if they hire people to die for them, we don't,
1: we don't care. Well, because you don't—they never existed, yeah. so you don't have to tell anyone.
0: Despite the fact that a lot of the people that are dying for them are the same people that would have been dying yes, for them in the army, correct? Because who trained them? Generally the army that hires them. Now, here's the interesting thing that I really want to bring up is the Wagner Group. Now, we've mm. heard a lot about the Wagner Group. It's a Russian mercenary outfit. They they do a lot of work with Vlad. Yeah. Now, the reason why Australia's terrorist threat has dropped is because the ISIS threat has dropped. Right. Like the IS, the Islamic State, is kind of gone in Syria, and that's mainly due to the Wagner Group. Right. So Wagner well, – actually, somebody turned around and went, we'd like you to – it was a, an oil company. I can't remember which one. Turned around and said – Look, ISIS have got all these oil wells. Can you go and get them for us? Mm. So the Wagner Group went in there and took them. You're right. And then gave them to the oil company and went, oh, by the way, we want 5% of the gross profit Mm. off all of the oil wells we got for you. And that's what they've done. They've literally gone in and broken the back of ISIS. Now, when people think of mercenaries, they think they're all these crazed guys wearing knitted sort Mm. of you know, those horrible, you know, the terrible mercenaries that were always in Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah. Right? Wearing knitted fishnet stuff and playing with knives and being crazy. You yeah. know, that wide eyed, drooling thing. They're not. Right. Here's the thing you've got to understand like, the Wagner Group confronted an American Special Forces unit in Syria. Now, most people go, 500 mercenaries against a Special Forces unit, which also was attached, well, not attached, but they had contact with the Green Berets and a platoon of Marines. So mm. it's a comparable force. You'd think 500 mercenaries against special US Special Forces, there's no way they're going to have any traction yep. at all. It took them four hours to fight them off. Now, the US did not lose a soldier and they turned around and went, big success for us. We beat away these mercenaries. The thing is it took them four hours. They used AC-130 t- gunships, stealth fighters, mm. drones, F-15s, tanks. They they threw everything at these guys and it took them four hours for the Wagner group to finally turn around and go, Okay. You can keep it. You can yep. keep that piece of land. And this is the thing. The Wagner Group are an extremely experienced and very, very professional outfit. They're doing a lot of work in the Ukraine for Putin, which is huge for them. And they've also been doing things like walking into prisons and going, if you want to get off your sentence, you come fight mm. for us. But the big thing they've done is the head of the Wagner Group is a guy by the name of Prigozhin who is also known as Putin's chef. Oh, God. Yeah, his baked beans on toast are to die for. Literally. literally. So he sent a hammer, a sledgehammer okay, to the EU, to the Parliament of the European Union. He sent them a sledgehammer with bloodstains on it. Great. In a violin case as well. Amazing. This guy's a freak. Yeah. It was supposedly the hammer they used to kill one of their... their troops, who deserted in the Ukraine and then was arrested and sent back to Russia. They taped his head to a brick wall. There's a video. Oh, my God. I advise you don't watch it. They they taped, they gaff taped this guy's head to a brick wall and in front of his family, smashed his head up.
1: <gasps> That's very Game of Thrones.
0: Seriously. That is
1: terrible.
0: G-O-T. Right, now the whole thing is they basically, he sent that to the EU because the EU have declared Russia a state that sponsors terrorism, citing the Wagner Group. Mm. Now, no one knows what the message is. It's like, we're terrorists? Yeah, well, we also beat people to death with sledgehammers. Come at us. Right, so this is the thing. Now, what people are forgetting Mm is the Wagner Group is just a very, very tiny portion of what is becoming a massive industry on the planet.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: We're all buying into it. Now, interestingly enough, who would use a mercenary?
1: Well, pretty much anyone.
0: I know you're thinking of getting one. (laughs) (laughs) What, to shut him up? Yeah. No. So private industry are using them a lot. Yes. Interestingly enough, uh, it's mainly to protect their staff. If you're working in a, a diamond mine in Africa, you're probably going to want somebody to walk behind you with a gun to protect you because a diamonds people want them and they will blood steal, and they'll kill you to get them. Blood diamonds, yeah, blood diamonds. But just any old diamond, people will shoot you. Gold mines, all that sort of but stuff. But
1: even Colton, Colton Mining. Now Colton is what exists in your iPhone and a lot of tech, and yeah. it wouldn't run without it. And it's a massive industry, mining industry, and a lot of people are dying over it. Yeah,
0: right. So there's that. Governments do it. The mm. Ye- like pretty much the entire conflict in Yemen is basically. Mercenaries, right? Like yeah. the, the Saudi Arabians, everybody's using mercenaries in Yemen. Syria, the Wagner group.
1: Well, also, probably because a lot of these countries can't really afford military.
0: No wow, yeah. Now we're getting into a really important point of it, right? Nigeria is a really—it's like
1: interesting having place. a casual attempt, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. attempt. It is
0: mercenaries, the temps of death, yes. Right. So Nigeria is a really interesting point here. Nigerian mm. government for about six years were fighting a group called Boko Haram. Mm. You might remember the bit—they famously raided a girls' school, took two hundred seventy-six girls to be their brides, and most of them were never seen again. Yeah. Right. Now Nigeria were doing everything. Their army was doing everything to try and get rid of these guys. Right.
1: Yeah. What are we going to
0: do? We can't. Get rid of them and then somebody in the nigerian army in the nigerian government went let's just get some mercenaries and let them take care of it yeah a couple of weeks later it was done because the mercenaries showed up with tanks heinz gunship which are the the russian helicopters that basically they were never going to be kicked out of mm. afghanistan until the americans gave the mujahideen stinger missiles yeah. to knock out these they are basically tanks that fly they are incredibly dangerous. This mercenary outfit rocked up with these helicopters within a few weeks. Boko Haram's gone. Yeah, they're gone. They were literally—they just got. It was like an eraser went, mm. and that's—they're wiped out. Right? Yeah. And this is what's going on. NGOs are using them, so non-government organisations—they use them to protect themselves. Here's one that I thought was really interesting. Terrorist organisations are using them now. Okay. There is a group. It's called the Malama Tactical. Yeah. They're based in Uzbekistan, they work exclusively for Islamic extremists, Mm. right? So everyone's in in the game, but one I like as well is international shipping have realised that It's much better to use a mercenary outfit to protect you in places like the Gulf of Aden, the Straits of Malacca, the Gulf of Guinea. Mm. It's a lot easier to get a mercenary group to do it. And the way they do it is fascinating because essentially you're going into the Gulf of Aden on your way to the Red Sea and then on through the Suez Canal, but, of course, you've got all the Somali pirates running around. Now, you can have a US frigate sitting there to protect you, but Mm. they don't want to chase speedboats. They really don't, and it's kind of ineffective. So what they do is they have these mercenaries on arsenal ships. As you float into the Gulf of Aden, the arsenal ship will pull up alongside, dump a bunch of mercenaries who will then line your ship with razor wire, set up machine guns, the whole ball of wax. And once you get out to the Mediterranean, there's a second arsenal ship that takes everything off and you go on your merry way. Right. So essentially you basically become a fortress just for that trip and then at the other end they decommission and move back to where they belong.
1: Do you think they are behind a lot of... The thieving and the destruction just to give themselves a business plan?
0: We get ourselves to what we like to call <laughs> the Order of Westphalia. Okay. Right. Now, back in the Thirty Years' War, so this is back in the 15th or 16th century, that was a war in Europe. It was the most devastating war mm. in history. It makes World War I look like a, a picnic. The whole thing with the Order of Westphalia or the Thirty Years' War was it was almost all mercenaries. Yep. Now, when the mercenaries, like, they'd done their job, they'd finished, that the battle was won. They've done it And you know The king or the duke Or whoever they were working for Went big ups boys Thanks yeah. very much And they go Where's our pay Oh look yeah uh, We'll get it to you soon They go Oh okay fine And then they go And raid the country Right They'd basically go And just mm. lay waste To the country And get their money that way Now Germany and Czechoslovakia right that area that's why it's called West the order of Westphalia was so devastated it took a century for it to recover mm. so basically what they turned around was the order of Westphalia is no more mercenaries you've got to have your own army if you're going to go into a war yeah the problem with having your own army is it's freaking expensive it's really expensive to run an army because if you're fighting you're paying your soldiers but if you're not fighting, you're still paying your soldier. Yeah. Whereas if you hire a mercenaries, you only pay for them then. You're right. You don't pay for their medical. You don't pay retirement. I know, you don't like pay. It's like a casual. It's the temp of death. Right? Yeah. So this is the thing that's going on now. There have been laws. The articles of Ge- the Geneva Protocols have come out, and basically it says no mercenaries. But then they define what a mercenary is. And a mercenary, this is the beautiful thing about the rules, a mercenary does not have any of the rights of a combatant or a POW. So if you're okay. caught as a mercenary, you're screwed, Yeah. right? Two, a mercenary is recruited to fight in an armed conflict and takes direct part, is motivated by material gain, is not a member of the nation or a resident of the nation, not a member of the armed forces or not a member of a third party's armed forces that was sent there to help, right. right? So essentially, it's really easy to get around that. You're a mercenary, no, I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. You're fighting in a war, but you're not a member of the army but I live here, there's my flat mm. right? or there's my barracks. So essentially you can get around it. And this is the big problem we've got now is mercenaries are getting more and more traction in the real world. And the big problem we're going to have with that is there are a lot of very rich people mm. that will be able to afford their own army very, very soon. And that's where it gets a bit creepy. That's where it gets strange because the interesting thing about mercenaries is they've been very much lambasted despite the fact that throughout history we've used them. But the great example is Blackwater, as we brought up. Yes. Eric Prince set it up. Ex-Seal Eric Prince. Yeah. Now, Blackwater mercs were used heavily, and the US have a lot to blame for the rise in mercenary usage, but Blackwater was being heavily used in Iraq. Mm. And they killed 17 civilians in an event called Nassau Square. It was just a like a, a square a square well it was actually like an intersection <laughs> okay they killed 17 people right Accidently. they identified them as uh, and can, again the video is around it's basically a journalist comes out with a camera and they go oh he's got a rocket launcher boom yeah right so killed 17 people huge international uproar investigation of course. after investigation you know and great setbacks for the Americans over there what people don't know is there there is also a thing called the Haditha Massacre. 24 civilians killed by Marines on a rampage of revenge after one of their people was shot and killed and two of them were wounded.
1: Yeah, see, this is the problem. Now,
0: here's the thing. The ages of the victims were between 3 and 76. Oh, my God. Four children died. Oh, my uh, God. Most of them were wearing pyjamas and found in their bedrooms. Oh, my God. The victims, right? Multiple shots in all the bodies Terrible. at close range. These guys went in there with nothing. Their whole idea was kill them because somebody of one of ours got killed. Yeah, it was regarded as an acceptable war tragedy. Oh, and the investigation found that there was nothing wrong, and actually they blamed an unscrupulous enemy for goading them into killing them all.
1: Oh, okay, all it was charged, their fault.
0: Yeah, all charges were dropped except for one person who was then acquitted in a court martial. Now, that's the difference. 17 people killed in a mistaken But I'm pretty sure,
1: like, if that had happened with an army, that people would be held more accountable.
0: That was an army. The Haditha Square Massacre were US Marines. But because it's an army, we're going to go, no, 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 oh. no. They're army. They're righteous. They're good. They're fine. Oh, I thought
1: you were saying this was, like,
0: No, no, no. That's the water, point. Right. Exactly. You said if it was an army, that would yeah, be Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The Nas- Nasur Square... They were mercenaries. They were absolutely lambasted oh, internationally. Right. The Haditha Massacre, Marines, hey, guys, Marines, That you know, come on. They're good, noble people. And to be honest, i have seen nothing against, like the Marines are a hardworking outfit. They do very well. But here's the it's thing. kind
1: of like Australian armed forces. Well, we've got that
0: issue now yes, with we do. our special forces. We do. They've suddenly got this reputation of being,
1: well, not very nice. N- not the good guys.
0: No, not and the good guys. The problem with that not the good guys thing is Australian special forces, there was a very famous moment in the the first briefing for the Afghan mm. invasion, like when America went, we've got to go into Afghanistan and stop the mm. Taliban. Right. They showed the opening battle from Gladiator, you know, where Russell Crowe goes, we will rain fire down upon, all that stuff. Right. And then the general running the briefing got up and said, what does that tell us? And the guy in the front row who just happened to be a captain in Australian Special Forces went, if you need a job done, send an Australian. Right. Well, technically a Kiwi. But anyway, when Australia went into Iraq, The second time, the US only wanted our special forces. Mm. We want your SAS. Those guys are real kick-ass. We want them in there. And the Australians went, great, you've got to take 1,000 commandos and you've got to take two squadrons of F-18s. And the Americans went, we don't need them. We we don't care. If you're going to take our special forces, we want 1,000 commandos ready to go in and get them out if anything goes Mm. wrong and we want our airborne guys to get some experience in combat. Yep. So, sorry boys, if you want the good guys, you've got to take out other guys as well. So, it's that classic package deal you get with a, a, an agent. Oh, you want Russell? Yeah. Well, I've got this young actress. Can you take, if you want Russell, oh, you've yeah. got to take the young happens actress. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Yep. Well, it happens in the military as well. And this is the thing. Military is now becoming a business. And the whole thing with mercenaries is it's commodifying death. It's commodifying Well, warfare. I feel
1: like not just military is a business. War is a business. It's always been a business. Mm. People get rich off it.
0: Oh, definitely. Now, the Interesting thing is it's not just military that's doing this. Intelligence is really big in this area now in that you've got a lot of private and you have met one of these people. You have met a private intelligence. Yes, person, I have. Right. So these people work on threat assessments, mm-hmm. but they also, work, yeah, the good guys. Oh, risk analysis, threat assessment. We all do that. Pretty much all of them also do things like industrial espionage.
1: Interesting that you never got any of these job offers. Oh, come <laughs>
0: on, no one's going to have me. <laughs> I could be the agent, though. Oh, so you need a spy? I've got this oh. great guy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you want to use this guy from the FSB, you've got to take this. You're guy. the conduit. You've got to take this guy from the CIA as well. Yeah. Now. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He does. his work is great, really nice. You'll like it. He's really
1: passionate. I mean, he's American, but he's okay. (laughs) But he can work on the accent.
0: There's a great example of a KPMG. We're doing an audit of a Russian oligarch, and one of the auditors got a phone call from a guy who went, hello, I'm from MI6, and uh, Mm -hmm. we're also doing this investigation. We need all the stuff that you know about this audit. We need you to talk to us because we're, we're working on it as well. Basically, the guy from MI6, or I'm from MI6, Convince this guy, mm. the guy, the auditor at KPMG, I too, if you could just put it all in a plastic box and leave it under the letterbox in Hyde Park next to the duck that's eating the red piece of bread. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, the typical dead drop techniques, tradecraft. Guy went out and just gave him all the information he had. Mm. Turns out the guy was working, the, the mi 6 guy, was working for a private security company right. that was working for the Russian oligarch. So basically they went, right, okay, hide everything. So this is what they do. These private companies are doing what our spies want to do mm. and they're doing it for private industry and other governments. Right. Now, and this is the big thing. As we were saying earlier, the Defence Department are now looking at RWF pilots mm. that are being recruited by the Chinese. Well, they're not actually being recruited technically – by the Chinese. They're being recruited by a British RAF pilot who's got a flight school in South Africa that's training Chinese combat right. pilots. So this is a massive business that's going on. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is because we have been conditioned over the last 200 years to regard mercenaries as prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Basically, that we regard them as whores. Right. Soldier is a good and noble wife. Mercenary is a prostitute. And interestingly enough, if you look at the Latin, mercenary comes from the word merces, which is pay or salary. The word soldier comes from the Latin soldi, meaning the money you pay a soldier. So a mercenary and a soldier are not that different. Mm. It's how we envisage it. Now, the other thing about being a mercenary, great thing about being a mercenary, is if you don't want to fight, you don't have to. Look, Dave, yeah, we want you to go over and, like, kill the Queen. Yeah, I, I'm not into that. No, I'm actually
1: busy. I've got uh, I've got a barbecue that oh, day. God, I'm
0: going to I'm going to the Batuta Advocates for Christmas party. I can't make
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, all
0: that sort of stuff. So there's that sort of thing where if you're a soldier, and we want you to kill the Queen. I don't want to do that. All oh, right, okay, court-martial, you're done. You're going into the stockade for the next 20 years. So a lot of the American mercenaries that are coming through, and there are a lot yeah. of them, because a lot of guys, they finish their tours in Afghanistan or Iraq, and they've mm. come home and gone, what do I do? My wife hates me and she's sleeping with somebody else and, and I'm getting a divorce. I, I can't pay the mortgage. My kids oh, don't know I me. Or I have
1: PTSD and I need to vent my anger somewhere so I'll just I'll take just, up killing people again. I'll just
0: go back to killing. Yeah. Oh, I like my killing. Right? So this is the thing. I predict in the next 10 years the big growth market will be China because they've got a lot of soldiers and mm. if those guys get wind that I can make money doing this. Now, a mercenary, does, they don't get millions. A mercenary generally gets paid. They get
1: danger pay though. They, surely
0: they get paid probably twice as much as they would when they were soldiers. Yes, which is not bad money. It's right. pretty good money. But like, if you're really good, but there is where is, is a, it
1: taxed? Is where I would like to know. Well,
0: here's the thing. There's a little little town outside somewhere in Ireland. In Ireland, that's where yeah, everyone puts. Because that's what in
1: Google it. uses.
0: If you well, Ireland's the great tax haven. Yeah, or Delaware. Delaware another great tax. Oh, haven. Oh yeah, Delaware well, is. But. Cayman Islands, you you, you can pick a tax haven. But here's the interesting one is there's a little village in Kurdistan, so northern Iraq, and that's kind of what everyone regards as that's where you go if you want to get a job as a mercenary because that's where everyone's recruiting. It's like there's a bar there, like the bar from Tatooine in Star Wars. (laughs) And the music is. Don't go up to the bar because a guy will go, he doesn't like you. I don't like you either. <laughs> right. All that sort of stuff goes on. But the Middle East is where a lot of the recruiting yes, goes on. And either, most of it is word of mouth. Yeah, And there's a really simple way that they vet people who rock up and go, yeah, I'd like to be a mercenary, please. And they go, oh, really? What's your experience? Oh, I'm a soldier. Uh, I trained. Oh, really? What unit were you with? Uh, uh, I was with you know, I was with the screaming idiots. Oh, the screaming idiots. So you know Sergeant Bruce. Uh, yeah, how tall is Sergeant Bruce? Uh, you, know, you have no idea what you're talking about. No. So they vet them very quickly and very smartly because no, have they know to. how to do it. Yeah. And you don't want a numpty. You don't want me in your, on your side. No.
1: Yeah, no, if, no one does.
0: Yeah. If mercenaries are picking teams, I'm the last guy to get picked. You
1: wouldn't even get picked. I wouldn't. I you would be handing out the oranges at halftime.
0: <laughs> I'm the water boy.
1: Yeah. No, don't give
0: him water. Oh, I dropped it. Yeah. And we're all going to starve. Um, so that's the thing. I would predict that in the next few years you're going to watch – Uh, I I think military is going to contract, like professional military for nationals, like national militaries, they're contracting because people are just beginning to use... What the Italians used to call the conditieri. Yeah. The conditieri, which basically means a contractor.
1: Well, but, I mean, this has been going on for a very long time. You've seen uh, the Australian Armed Forces kind of dwindle from what it was at its peak in the 80s to a lot of those jobs being contracted out. But I think we're also seeing issues with that as well because if you don't have someone who's overseeing everything, then things fall through the cracks.
0: Yeah. Now, the other thing you've got to remember with mercenaries, which is really important, is... You know, everyone goes, but you could just pay them more. Well, that's an interesting thing that goes on because one of the problems with mercenary, the mercenary industry, is Mm. there's not a lot of trust in there.
1: No, there wouldn't be. (laughs) They're hired killers.
0: Well, they are. There is that. There is... Some of them are totally upfront. Mm. Things like Triple Canopy, Aegis Group. These guys are upfront and they're very overt. Yeah. Right. It's the covert guys. And unfortunately, the overt guys aren't getting as much work anymore simply because yeah. the covert guys will do what needs to be done. They'll yeah. do the stuff that other people will go, well, we can't do that. It's not moral. There are groups out there, well, you know, you've got the Wagner group that go, Sledgehammer anyone? Yeah. We'll take you out. So this is the thing that we've got. And it, for me, what I think it is, is it's a. Correction of history, yeah. In that we spent the last 200 years going, No, we're noble and good and fine, but they've existed. Mercenaries have existed. The Dutch East India Company and the British East India Company had their own armies.
1: Oh, you mean they didn't get knickknacks for shops? Oh, they
0: did. <laughs> they, they had knickknacks for shops, but they, you know, if the guy did want to sell you that knickknack that you could then sell back in London, the army would show up yes. and go, no, 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 we'll take the knickknack if yep. you don't sell it to us. So that's the thing, and I think interestingly enough we may see more of that happening with corporate you know that 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 weird science fiction idea that corporate becomes government yeah at the moment there are companies out there that make more money than most countries yeah and if they've got that kind of money they will have that kind of ability to go well you know what we can solve this just by getting a bunch of mercenaries to go in and fix it up yeah papua and irian jaya a lot of mercenary activity up there protecting the mines because it's a really unstable region yeah Well, that's
1: government minds. Also, let's quickly touch on the uh, terrorism-level threat.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interestingly enough, the drop in the terrorist threat, I think, is mainly because organisations like IS... ISIS have dropped away, and you can I ISIL. Of-
1: we say ISIL. ISIL now, yeah, because the acronym is a little bit more accurate. So it recognises the areas that the group affects and targets. Yeah, while ISIS actually just refers exclusively to Iraq and In Syria.
0: Syria. Yeah, yeah, so the thing is, the Wagner Group have and the activity, the Russian activity, despite yep. the fact they deny it. What's going on is ISIL are now kind of broken. Yeah, the Taliban are busy running. Afghanistan. And also COVID. Um, COVID really put the hammer on yeah. everything.
1: No one was tr- no one was going anywhere. They had to like stay in their tiny little places.
0: So many Islamic extremists went on a jobkeeper. Yeah. Just like, oh, guys, come on. I mean, exactly. <laughs> help me out here. Right. So that's dropped. Yeah. Now there has been that thing that right wing extremism is on the rise and 100%. Know, the potential of terrorism from them. But then again, when you see the right wing extremists in action, there's a sort sort of ah, oh, the word I'm thinking of is incompetence. Yeah. there's They, they just don't strike me as well, being Well, they're not
1: a, the brightest people.
0: It doesn't feel like a really tangible threat. No. Not that I'd wish that we had a tangible threat. I don't want them. But, you know, the, I think the whole thing is there's been a huge contraction in terrorism. Yeah,
1: and we, we had a lot of lone wolf threats yeah. um, a few years ago, probably about three or four years ago. Yeah. A lot of attempts were quashed by-
0: I think the number was around twelve, somewhere between twelve and twenty. It was like there were a lot of potential acts that could have happened, and but interestingly, they were shut down.
1: They were, and interestingly, you would expect after you know three years of COVID and lockdowns that they would still be present because they'd, they'd be, be a itching lot of, to go. Well, no, there'd be there was a lot of people spending a lot of time on the internet. Yes. But I think what's happened is the people who would have invested in ISIL ideology have now moved into the crazy COVID, <laughs> underground. Yeah the,
0: the, yeah, the COVID and the anti-vax.
1: Yeah, the anti-vax. And also, you know, investing in the fact that 5G is killing us all and especially killing the birds. Well, that explains. Now, birds aren't real. <laughs> Penalty. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and also, we are part of the Matrix. Look that one up too while you're searching. Every bird deep. I see
0: flies backwards. Uh,
1: uh, uh, look, up, look up the fact that we're all part of a simulation. Oh, my God, even like Katy Perry believes in the... the didn't, he was,
0: Ford, didn't he say that it's more likely we're part of a computer simulation? Yeah, all A right. lot
1: of people actually believe that we're part of a simulation. A lot of people who, you know, Katy Perry believes that we're part of a simulation. And it's so funny, like, if you look up how people were justifying this, they were saying, you know, if you drive in a car, yeah. you can reach from one side... To the other with your hands spread out. Yeah, it's
0: designed for that. But yet
1: a bus, you can't because it's way wider. But like when you put the two in the middle of the lanes on the road, they take up the same amount of space, and you're well,
0: like, well, they don't. don't Buses are slightly wider.
1: Anyway, look up this theory; it's very funny. And by
0: the way, I've got to say, if we are a computer simulation, I'm still waiting for the patch to correct me the bug. All right, because I cannot possibly that literally every coder we go, we've got to get rid of this shit. He's crazy.
1: Yeah, and you're like a what, what is it, a non an NPC or whatever non-playable character. Oh, I, I am
0: know. a total, yeah, yeah. I'm an NPC that has terrible taste in shorts.
1: And it also means that I did something really bad to end up just stuck in this time warp. Oh,
0: hell yeah. And by the way, thank you to everyone on Twitter at I Podcast who came on board and said that you loved my shorts. No
1: one said they loved their shorts.
0: One person. Salty no. said it was, well, Salty didn't but say But then loved Salty it.
1: put up a really odd photo of himself, so no one needed to see what he was wearing either. Look, I think we need to just drop it and admit that the shorts were bad and people were embarrassed for you,
0: I'm gonna wear a kilt now. I'm gonna wear a kilt and you're just gonna to have to wear it. Please, not the kilt, you just have to wear me wearing it.
1: Please wear underwear.
0: I didn't at my wedding.
1: Okay, can we really,
0: really have oh, kind of visuals name. in Ruined my head? Oh, I just I need to thing.
1: just stop.